invite you to turn this morning back to the book of Colossians, continue our study together. Colossians chapter 3, I'd like to begin reading verse 17. And whatsoever ye do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands, as it is fit in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives, and be not bitter against them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. Servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men-pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance For ye serve the Lord Christ. But he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done, and there is no respect of persons. Father, please add your blessing to the reading of your word this morning. Minister to hearts. And foremost, glorify your Son in our lives today. And those whom hear us this morning, in Jesus' name, amen. We continue uh, the study this morning, today, and we have made it down through verse number 18 and took it rather easy on the wives of our fellowship, amen. But we come this morning now to uh, verse 19, where there are two direct commands given to husbands with regard to their wives. And um, as we begin this morning, I want to say again that we and whatever truth in our text this morning Um, applies to us personally, whether you're a husband or a wife or a child. Um, Whatever of these truths apply to us, we individually should be trying to do what God commands us to do. Right? And I say that to say this, but none of us are going to fulfill these truths perfectly. There's no perfect father here this morning. There's no perfect wife, no perfect husband. Definitely no perfect children. Amen. I'm only teasing. The only perfect one is God Himself. But... Nonetheless, we are to endeavor to try 
to apply the Scripture in our lives to be as close to what God wants us to be as we can. Amen. And it is best that if we individually focus on our own role and the commands that are associated with that role, rather than being continually critical um, of others who share that role possibly in a relationship with us. Say amen right there. In other words, maybe I confused you with what I just said, but if, if we'll get the beam out of our own eye and stop messing with the twigs in other people's eyes, amen, and that goes for husbands and wives as well. But if we'll focus on what God wants us to be, then we might not be so wrapped up in being critical of those who are around us that share relationships with us. Let me say it this way, it is destructive to take these truths and use them as a weapon. You're not adding to the joyful harmony of your home if you do that. Amen? Uh, A man that would beat his wife with the truth, you need to submit. A wife that would beat her husband with the truth that you are to love me as Christ loved the church. A father who would beat his children with the truth that you're to obey me. Right? You get what I'm saying. Don't use these as a weapon against others. There's a proverb, Proverbs 13 and verse 10, which says very clearly, Only by pride cometh contention. And if there's contention in our home, there is definitely an issue with pride, either in one of the individuals or both of the individuals. Right? Only by pride cometh contention. Contention has one source. It is pride. Think about that now. And you know what pride does? Pride saddles the tongue. And then it turns into what? Criticism. And then our relationships one with another suffer. And consider this this morning. However much we might think this constant criticism is going to wake the other individual up and magically cause them to act how we want them to act. (laughs) I got news for you. A lot of times it has the opposite effect. It defeats them. It deflates them. It discourages them. It takes the wind out of them to even want to try a lot of times. Isn't that right? Constant criticism, you're not helping the situation uh, in any shape or form. Hear me this morning, 
wives regardless of his imperfections, submit to your own husbands. Husbands, regardless of her imperfections, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Children, regardless of their imperfections, obey your parents in the Lord because it pleases Him. I think you get what I'm saying this morning. Now, I understand violations of Scripture might be the exception. Amen? God does not uh, call upon us to violate Scripture to please other people. Just don't believe that. And before us this morning is, is an example um, in the two commands that are given for the husband regarding his wife. He is to what? He is to love her, and he is to be not bitter against her. I want to call to your remembrance Ephesians 5 and verse 25, what the model and the pattern of that love is to be. Christ's love for His church. Amen? As Christ also loved the church. (laughs) Now think with me for just a moment. Imagine all the imperfection that's represented here this morning. My, I'm not talking about you, I'm talking with you, myself included. All the imperfections that are represented here. Sin that is possibly represented here this morning. Those of us who make up what? The church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me ask you, has Christ ever stopped loving us? Has He ever stopped being compassionate toward us? Has He ever forsaken us? Has He ever grown bitter to the point of putting us away. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. You get the connection? Connecting the dots this morning. A husband will never love his wife perfectly, but Christ's love is the pattern. Amen? Regardless. And so this love this morning that's being talked about here, (laughs) it is a willing love. He's not talking here about a love of passion or emotion necessarily. Now I understand, you know, those first days when we first met, she made him weak in the knees and he made her swoon. And giggle with her friends. And you know. There was a lot of passion possibly. A lot of emotion that was mixed up in that. But you find after years of marriage. You can't just run on that. Amen. 
Now thank God there's still emotion there. And there's still passion every once in a while. Amen. Where are y'all this morning? Is everybody awake? But you know, you can't uh, exist on that. Because those things kind... I mean, life has a way of getting in the way of that stuff. Amen. And trials and struggles of life and hard times and difficulties and loss can get in the way of those things. And when that happens, you're going to have to have something more substantial to run on as a couple, as a husband and a wife. Isn't that right? It's going to have to be a stronger glue that binds you than just, uh, you know, goosebumps and that kind of romantical thoughts of, of marriage and relationship. And what is being taught here is a willing love. Love is not a feeling. Love is an act of the will. It may feel like a feeling, but feelings are like the waves of the ocean. They're very uncertain. Isn't that right? So we can't go by feeling. It has to come down and boil down to an act of the will. I have given myself to this young lady for my life, and I will fulfill the covenant before God that I made with her. That's what marriage needs to be. And it goes the other way as well. You know, just because he tells wives here to submit, that doesn't mean that husbands don't. Right? And just because he says husbands don't be bitter, that don't mean that wives don't get bitter toward their husbands. But he's emphasizing this in the relationship here. It's a willing love. Do you realize this morning that the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is not made up of people who did something or said something to make God love them? God chose to love us in Christ. Right? So why then would we treat our spouses as though they have to do something or say something to make us love them? Especially the husband, if we're to love our wives as Christ loved the church. And so the husband is to commit himself to his wife in this covenant kind of love. The idea here is keep on loving. This idea, I just don't love her anymore, I just don't love him anymore, that doesn't cut it. God said, keep on loving. Amen? (laughs) Oh, it's a sobering truth this morning that the earthly representation of Christ's love for His church is to be the love of a husband for his wife. Let that soak in for a moment, gentlemen. So he says, not only love your wife, 
But he goes on to say, be not bitter against her. Love your wives and be not bitter against them. Now, we could stand here for a while and and talk about all kind of different uh, reasons. A husband might get bitter at his wife. It goes both ways. But uh, that's not our purpose this morning. The word here in the Greek for be not bitter, it's used only three other times in our New Testament. And they're all in the book of Revelation. And it refers to something being bitter in taste. One commentator said it this way, Don't call your wife honey and act like vinegar. Right? The idea here is there should not be a harshness of temper. There should not be any uh, pinned up resentment. No harboring of malice or anger. Y'all are going to love me today because I'm going to get you out of here in a couple of minutes. Can I say this? It takes a whole lot of grace. To put two sinners under the same roof and anything function properly. (laughs) Two individuals who have spent all their life developing a keen sense of selfishness and self-serving ambitions, desires, Those things Doc was teaching this morning in Sunday school. Uh, Whence come wars and fightings among you? Well, they come because you have desires and lust, and you want those desires and lusts to be fulfilled regardless of what anybody else thinks. And if they don't line up and help you to bring those desires to fulfillment, then what happens? War. Like Doc said. And you know, we can bring that same fleshly mentality into a marriage. But marriage is a real eye-opener. Amen? We learn real quick. It cannot be all about me, me, me. It is now us, us, us. Amen? We're living in a generation who can't seem to um, regulate themselves to that kind of thought. And so what's happening? Divorce is going up and up and up and up. There is by design in marriage the principles of authority and submission. Those are before us in our text this morning. But we need to understand that there is also spiritual equality. 
in marriage. Amen? I don't have more grace than my wife does when it comes to salvation. I may have different gifts, right? I may have a different role. I may have different responsibility. But in grace, we are equals. Amen? And I'm sorry, it even seems a lot of times in some circles and some churches that it's almost like men have some kind of spiritual plateau that women cannot attain to. Well, we're equal in grace. Amen? Thank God for that. But we need also to be mutual in our longing to please each other. It's what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 7. A man that is single, what can he do? He can seek to please the Lord. Right? He can give himself wholly to the Lord. But if he takes a wife, you know what he has to do? He has to start considering the needs of the home and therefore he has to take up worldly responsibilities and endeavors, right? He has to work. He has to pay the bills. He has to, you know, cut the grass. There are things to do, right? He has to give himself to those things that he may know how to what? Please his wife. And he goes on to say, a woman that is single, a virgin, you know what she can do? She can give herself wholly to the Lord that she may please Him. But if she takes a husband, she has to start considering things that she may know how to please her husband. Right? So I can't decide one day I'm going to be a a world-renowned evangelist and I'm going to leave my wife at home and I'm just going to go out on the road and do my own thing. That's not how it works. I would not be fulfilling my responsibility to my wife and to my children. Amen? To please one another. Where there is selfishness, there is always conflict. How then do I fulfill and contribute to the harmony of my home. Here's your application this morning. Well, it goes back to taking off the grave clothes and putting on the grace clothes. Right? We've already been through those. You look at that old life, the old man. What was he all about? Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication, Lying, um, all those deeds of the flesh. But God has made us new creatures and now we can um, fulfill uh, those things in our life that um, renew us in the knowledge after the image of Him that created us. Put on therefore as the elect of God bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, forgiving one another, 
If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Sounds like a good prescription for harmony in our homes. Amen. How am I going to do that? Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Be filled with the Spirit of God. Walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Huh? It takes God working in us for us not to be self-centered and selfish and everything about us. God has to empty us that we might serve others. Isn't that right? Well, how about it, ladies? Was I too easy on them this morning? I tell you what, the text before us is not easy. It takes God. And I've failed in this text many times. You ever get bitter at your wife? A little bit of resentment? A little bit of anger? A little pinned up... Uh, you know, come on now. Let's not be hypocrites this morning. We all do it. But God doesn't want us to operate in that realm. God wants us to love our wives, and in spite of her imperfections, what? Commit ourselves to keep on loving her. And thank God. He doesn't treat us oftentimes like we treat other people. If anybody had a right to resent me <laughs> and cast me off, it's my Lord because I have failed Him so many times. But you know what? He just keeps on loving. And He gave me the promise, thank God today, that nothing ever, ever is going to separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus. And if I can't do it, thank God, I'm secure. Amen. Bless His name. Let's all stand. And don't you tell Pastor David.